Saturday, the 22nd August, 12.50 p.m. Heels down, Janie. Taylor Dawson stood in the middle of the training ring, focused on the five-year-old girl sitting astride what was the most gentle, patient horse Taylor had ever known. Janie's back, already too stiff and rigid, tightened further, her little hands clenching the reins as a frown thinned her lips. Taylor knew the child's frown was not directed at her, but almost wished it were. A perfectionist in little zebra cowboy boots, Janie was angry with herself. Angry that she'd had to be corrected by anyone, that she wasn't already perfect. Taylor swallowed a sigh. Been there, done that. Looking quickly to her right, she met the worried eyes of Janie's big sister, who stood on the other side of the fence watching Janie with an eagle eye. Taylor gave the girl an encouraging smile. Jazzy did not smile back. Her expression a mix of poorly hidden desperation and stoic determination. At 11 years old, she'd become her little sister's keeper, her protector, her staunchly silent protector. Because Jazzy Jarvis had not spoken a single word, not in the two weeks Taylor had been interning for Healing Hearts with Horses, according to Maggie Van Dorn, Taylor's boss, Jazzy hadn't spoken in the two weeks before that either, not since finding her mother's broken body in a pool of her own blood, her face nearly unrecognizable. It'll be okay, Taylor wanted to promise, for both of you. But... She couldn't promise that. Nobody could. Janie and Jazzy had been through a hell no child should ever endure. Taylor suppressed a shudder. How did anyone come back from that? Adults didn't come back from that kind of trauma. How could two little motherless girls begin to cope, to heal? But if it could happen anywhere, it was here. Healing Hearts with Horses had been providing therapy to traumatized children for over a year now, and already had a slew of success stories. Taylor knew this because she'd very thoroughly researched the program, including its founder, President Daphne Montgomery Carter, and her staff, before submitting her application. In addition to her philanthropy, Daphne was a full-time prosecutor for the city of Baltimore, Somehow, she managed to raise money for the program in her spare time, lending a hand to the therapy sessions whenever she could. All the day-to-day -day details were left to Maggie Van Dorn, an accomplished horsewoman and licensed therapist who had years of experience working with child victims of violent crime. Janie and Jazzy had a good chance for recovery here, if they'd let themselves relax and have a little fun. Getting Janie to actually breathe while on her horse would be a good start, but telling a new rider to remember to breathe often made them even more stressed. Getting Janie to sing would get her to breathe without her knowing she was doing it. Hey, Janie, Taylor called. Did you know that Ginger likes music? Janie turned her head to stare at Taylor suspiciously. Horses don't like music. Ginger does. She loves it when I sing to her, especially when I'm riding her. She just chills out like you're giving her a massage. It wasn't exactly true, but it wasn't necessarily a lie either. 
Taylor was good at telling not exactly truths that also weren't lies. She'd perfected the skill at the feet of the master of lies and deceit. Thanks for that, Mom. Pushing her own bitterness aside, she smiled at Janie. Do you know any songs? A wary nod, but no reply, which was no surprise. Unlike Jazzy, who'd remained mute, Janie did speak sometimes. Their files said that Jazzy had been shy before their mother's murder because she had a painful stutter. But Janie had been a champion talker, never meeting a silence she couldn't fill. Now Janie was withdrawn. Her communication reduced to sentences of four or five words. Well, duh, who wouldn't be withdrawn? Do you know the wheels on the bus? Taylor asked and grinned when Janie rolled her eyes. It was a beautifully normal gesture from a kid.